We are here today with Jacob Hebner. We're going to talk a little bit about his journey with CrossFit. And then we're going to get into the fun stuff that we all actually care about, like what he's doing in his life, what things he enjoys, and all that kind of good stuff. So, hey, Jacob. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Um, so we're going to start off. I want this to be conversation-based, but let's start off with just talking a little bit about you. So tell me a little bit about Jacob. Tell me, not just CrossFit Jacob, but like life Jacob. Yeah, so um, I was born and raised in the state of California. Most people don't know that. Um, usually I keep it to myself, because uh, <laughs> uh, people tend to judge you because of it. But I was born and raised in the state of California. I uh, have a great family, very close to my family. We moved out to Southern Missouri in high school. Um, so I completed the rest of my high school education down in Southern Missouri and then went to college up in uh, Central Methodist University, which is right above Columbia. So like uh, we play schools in our conference around here. Like I was over in this area quite a bit for uh, college football, like Avila, uh, Mid-American Nazarene, Mid-Am, mm -hmm. a lot of the – so I was over here quite often, Baker. And um, then uh, during college, got an internship up at Fort Leavenworth. And so worked on Leavenworth for a while for about uh, three, four years, I believe, as an intern for the Army, as a mathematics technician, and then kind of just grew in love with the area and ended up pretty much never, never leaving it. Never I feel leaving. like you left out a big part of this yeah. story, though. Oh, and her name is Kelly. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> met Kelly in college. Um, we were friends for about four years. Uh, we got married in 2014. And we actually did move away from here for a little bit. We actually lived in St. Joe, St. Joseph for a couple of years. And for those of you that have lived in St. Joseph, God bless you. I hate that town. It <laughs> smells bad because they have pig farms right in downtown. Mm -hmm. It smells terrible. But, uh, you know, early marriage stories, you know, like that kind of stuff. So we lived in an apartment in St. Joe and then ended up kind of moving around Kansas City to Liberty area, Kearney area, and then moved back out here to Baser because I kind of liked it. Just rural enough to get outside of town and close enough you can get to anything you need. Everything, yeah. which is like, I feel like it's so you and Kelly. Like yeah. a little bit rural, a yeah. little bit urban. I think the rule is thumb. I want to be able to walk naked on my property. No one can see me, but I want to be able to go get groceries if I need to, not yeah. to drive an hour. So that's and the beauty. And like Target, right? Yeah. Like I feel like Target's always a good indicator <laughs> yeah. if you're living in a Target place. the movie theater. Yes, yeah. true story. Um, okay. So what got you into CrossFit? You talked a little bit about football. You talked a little bit about, uh, well, the Army. And I know you worked out at Iron Major CrossFit yeah. for a while. So what brought you to CrossFit? Yeah, so um, while I was interning, actually I was actually hired on as a full position uh, at this time. But um, actually, no, I wasn't. I was interning uh, in between my junior and senior year of college um, up at Fort Leavenworth for a trade -off. And, um, one of the guys, his name is Major Craig. I think he, now he's been promoted, but Major Craig at one time pulled me aside. He goes, Hey, I know you're doing college football. I know you're training for your football season. You know, cause I see you out there running on the field and lifting weights. He needs you probably in shape. He goes, uh, me and the guys in the, in, uh, the, in track, we go to this thing called CrossFit. You should show up. And I was like, uh, I was like, okay, well, um, yeah, I guess I'll show up. So I agreed to it before asking all the details, which is a, a terrible decision, <laughs> you know? And so I said, yeah, I'll show up. And, uh, cause a couple of us interns agreed to it. So I said, yeah, I'll show up. And the two other interns agreed to go show up. And he goes, okay, well, I said, where is it? He goes, well, it's on post tomorrow. It starts at five in the morning. And I was like, oh gosh, like <laughs> what, what the crap did I agree to this? So anyways, I, I did the dirty deed. I went to bed early. Uh, I woke up at oh dark 30 and I got to the gym at five. And I vividly remember my first class. It's funny because most people when they tell their first class of CrossFit, it always somewhat involves Fran, which is funny to me because it's like, are there gyms out there that literally are like, oh, it's the first time to CrossFit? Cool, we're gonna do Fran today. Like, it's just like their go-to rule. But mine was not Fran, I was rowing and toes the bar. 
And I was not, the, the thing, the difference between Iron Major and other CrossFit affiliates, and for those of you that are listening, is Iron Major and most military installations have had CrossFit gyms at one time. They don't have that anymore. Um, had CrossFit gyms at one time, but they don't have a specified level one coach usually. Sometimes they have people leading it who have level ones, but they're not like being paid. They do it out of the love of the game. Yep. And so Iron Major was great, but we didn't have really a coach that led the class and they didn't really explain it to me. So I didn't have an on-ramp. I didn't have an exp- I didn't have a, any basic idea what CrossFit was at all. So I show up at this class and this guy's like, okay, we're going to do some growing and toes the bar. And I'm like, I've never touched a tall and step two in my life. I've never touched a rig in my life, let alone touch my toes to it. And so we're doing this workout. And I remember getting yelled at the whole time because uh, I wasn't going fast enough. I was going too slow. And I didn't, because they didn't explain to me that it was for time. I just thought, okay, I'm doing, I'm doing quality solid reps, 21, 15, nine of rowing and toes to bar. I'm going to get some solid quality toes to bar in here. And everyone's like, just yelling at me on the rower, like you can row harder than that. And I'm like, I'm getting a quality rowing session in here. (laughs) And so when I got done with it, um, one of the gentlemen, one guy who pulled me aside, his name was Dave Hudson, who actually owns a CrossFit gym up in Leavenworth now, CrossFit Unconquered. He actually pulled me aside. He goes, he goes, uh, hey, he goes, um, first of all, I thought I did pretty terrible. For some reason, he thought I did well. Kudos to him for telling me this. <laughs> he goes, hey, I think you would be really good at this. So I guess when I think back, he didn't tell me I was good at it. He just thought, I think I would be good at it. Yeah, and so yeah. he goes, hey, I think you'd be really good at this if you give it a shot. Um, I was like, be good at what? Like, I don't understand what I'm being good at. And he's like, he goes, <clears throat> when you go back to work today, <clears throat> He said, get on the internet, do me a solid. He goes, just do me this solid thing. He goes, you may, you don't have to ever come back, but do this for me. He goes, go back, research the CrossFit games, and then if you have any questions, you come back tomorrow at five in the morning, stupid, and you can <laughs> ask me some questions. And so I was like, oh yeah, okay, bro, yeah, sounds good. <laughs> so I went back, and again, I was bored at work, you know, being the government worker and not having a whole lot to do sometimes. And math. And math, yeah. <laughs> so being bored, doing spreadsheets, and I'm on my lunch break, I was like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll look at the CrossFit games, so. I Googled it, and I think at that time, I think the first video I watched was um, uh, Rich Froning had failed uh, winning the CrossFit Games the year before because of rope climb, and so the first thing I watched was the first workout next year where I had rope climbs and thrusters or clean and jerks in there or something like that, and so I watched him win that workout, and there was a cr- at that time, there was a very small crowd in the mm-hmm. tennis stadium, but to me, I was like, there are people watching this sport, and they want to <laughs> know what it is. And so I really quickly figured out what it was that you compete in it, that it was a worldwide competition. I probably spent like, for those of you who pay taxes, meaning all of us, you probably paid your taxes for the day for me to literally research CrossFit that day. <laughs> I literally did probably nothing else that whole day and quickly realized what it was. And I, at that time, uh, later on that day, I vividly remember texting. I don't even know if I had a smartphone at that time. I think I texted or called my best friend at the time and said, hey, look, I found this thing called CrossFit. It's pretty cool. Um, you can compete at it after the, after football, after no football, you can be competitive at it. And I think I want to go to the CrossFit games. I want to make it the CrossFit games. Day one, you knew that. Yeah, day one. Day <laughs> one, I knew that. And at that time, the best friend I told was my wife, now wife Kelly. I told her that she had no idea what she was like, CrossFit, what? She didn't understand what it was. But anyways, yeah. So day one, I want to make it the CrossFit games. So I went back to my senior year of football <clears throat> or senior, yeah, senior season of football and like, I'm not gonna lie to you, I was pretty dog crap at football. Uh, I was really there to improve the team's GPA and make sure all the really athletic kids could pass their stat one-on-one classes pretty much. I tutored and look every- at you now, buddy. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so 
Um, I remember thinking, okay, I will finish up my senior season because one, I'm being paid a scholarship, surprisingly. And two, um, because, you know, I, I, I said I'd do four years of the sport. I'm going to do four years of the sport. But usually like at nights or when I'm in off times, I was practicing things that I thought would be good for CrossFit. So I vividly remember like during the season, like at nights when we weren't, we were done with practice, I would go out in the football field and learn how to handstand walk on turf. Because if you learn how to handstand walk, as we all know, it's, you fall a lot and mm-hmm. turf's soft. So mm-hmm. I was used to falling down on turf. So that's how I learned how to handstand walk pretty quickly. And then I vividly remember learning how to do muscle ups on football uprights. Because if you put the rings, I bought a crappy plastic set of a a crappy set of plastic rings pieces of crap i think i still own them but (laughs) the best way i thought to learn muscle ups which to this day i still think it's important is really actually a good idea is you take muscle up straps you put them on a football upright and you put them in the furthest corner from the upright that way because the upright gives it almost throws you on top of the rings and almost it gives you that whip action like a barbell and so that's how I learned how to do muscle-ups was on a football field. By God, they were freaking ugly. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, kind of did that, finished out my senior year. Um, <clears throat> and then as soon as I was done my senior year, I went to my first CrossFit competition, which was actually in Lee Summit, Kansas. Or Lee Summit. Is that Missouri, Kansas? Missouri. Missouri. So Lee Summit, Missouri, actually in a church gymnasium. It was called Athletes for Athletes. It was like the second year they did it. I went there, had no idea how to go in what was gonna what this was even gonna look like but i was like i'm gonna give it a shot and showed up and uh took like seventh out of like maybe 15 dudes i was terrible <laughs> right the way I mean, the worst part was like they had movements and things in there i had never done before for one like i didn't have a crossfit gym i was training out on on campus it was just my my campus strength gym yeah which was gym, pretty much yeah. just like your normal college strength yeah. conditioning there was no rig no no way to do pull-ups and uh and so i remember going there and never being able to touch a, a kettlebell never touched a kettlebell in my life and now there's a 70 pound kettlebell swings i remember vividly thinking this is the most difficult thing i've ever swung in my life like i am toesy my back was blown up <laughs> there are people in the crowd being like sit back on your heels and i'm like <laughs> i don't know how to do this like overhead squats never done that in my life and so it was kind of a learning process but fell in love with it and actually left that competition with like, man, I think I really want to do this. And uh, drove back home. And I was actually, at that time, I drove back home from that competition. I was actually late for my senior football banquet. I remember showing up late that night because it was a long drive from Kansas mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Columbia area, Fayette, technically. And I remember showing up and my coach was like, what the crud, Jacob? Like, why are you late for this? You know, you're never late for anything. And I was like, coach, I was like, I'm so sorry, but I was like, I found something I'm going to be good at. Granted, I was crappy that day, but I was like, I found something I really love and I'm going to be good at. And so I'm going to be better at it than this football thing. And he was like, oh, good for you. What is it? I was like, cross me. He's like, yeah, it sounds stupid. So anyways, that's kind of, that's kind of the moral story how I started pretty much. Okay. Well, so you already like started down this path, but you have a path very similar to, I think what a lot of people, like they find it and they want to get competitive. Um, not everybody, you know, has the ability to like, to, or the mind to forecast towards the games yet. Sure. Um, but that's, that's a pretty everyday journey. I love that. Yeah. I think everybody usually starts the same way with coming in. They walk into a CrossFit gym because one, they either see signs they've seen on TV or the, somebody who does CrossFit talks about it 24 seven. So they decide to show up and (laughs) 
you know, in the beginning, I think the first couple weeks, it's always, I have no freaking clue what's going on. So usually mm-hmm. I tell people, well, just do your research. Like now, granted, like the CrossFit Games and CrossFit are two separate entities. Like people need to understand that. Yes. Like I was with the goal of going to the CrossFit Games. Most people who show up just want to become fitter and pick their kids up and be able to pick up groceries without throwing their back out. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And I think that's kind of changed over time. So when I first got into CrossFit in like 2010, a lot of people were, the games was literally in reach for most people at that time because the population was so small. Very different today. Yeah. Very different today. Um, So on your journey, you kind of talked about it, some kettlebell swings uh, (laughs) at a competition. (laughs) But what movements did you feel like you struggled with in the beginning? And what kind of movements do you struggle with now? Yeah. So... One of the biggest movements that most newcomers struggle with in the beginning is obviously double unders. That's it. Mm-hmm. Just a freaking straight given. Like, no one in their right mind when they were a kid was like, unless you did double dutch, which I don't even think doing double dutch, you ever jumped the rope twice with one jump. Like, you never no. you never did that. And so unless you were some kind of freak who enjoyed a jump rope, like, none of us ever as a kid was like, I'm going to jump and spin the rope twice. <laughs> so um, double unders for me was difficult, like most people. <clears throat> How I learned it, I remember spending days and days and so people tend to seem to think like oh we look at the tv and we see these games athletes these athletes and they're so good at it and they do it so well well y'all got to realize we started somewhere and it was pretty painful then too like we all started on the same stupid <laughs> level i remember starting it and trying to figure this out and couldn't figure it out and i remember um i was on post on fort leavenworth working at the time this and fast forward this is like a year after i've been doing crossfit granted i've been doing like college stuff so yeah. like i've not been jumping rope or whatever and I vividly remember going into a room in Gruber or Harney, one of the two. It was like a kid's room, and there's no kids going to be scheduled in there that day. I remember going in there, locking myself in the room, and telling myself I wasn't going to leave till I got 20 unbroken double unders, and I was in there for three hours. I got 20, my calves were shot, but I was like, oh, I got 20, I'm the freaking uh, king of the world. And that, that was kind of the hardest thing. I can't imagine just- <laughs> the mistake. Three hours of double unders. All right, all right. Uh, what about now? Yeah, so... Uh, to take your question back kind of to the, like the element of it is the concept that I think most people what this differentiate between differentiates between an athlete and a good athlete is an athlete should know what they're not good at a person in general should know mm-hmm. what they're not good at whether it's they're not good at kindness or compassion or if athletic wise they're not good at double unders or muscle ups or whatever but what separates a good person from a from a person and a good athlete from an athlete is the ability that you know what you're not good at but you spend time working on what you're not good mm-hmm. at. And so from the athletic standpoint, I have always never really been great at fast twitch muscle fibers and therefore that correlates over into Wonder Max lifts. And so for me, working on that has been since day one. That's what I do. And I've always been behind on that. And so I've always struggled with that. But that's what I tend to work on a day in and day out basis. So as you know, we're talking one of max snatches, one of max cleaning jerks, deadlifts, back squats, you name it, anything that requires maximal output over a short period of time. Yeah. And I would say that that's what we see. Yeah. That's yeah, what exactly. we see you doing. Yeah. Um, okay. This, I like this one because I, I know, um, people know that, yeah, I think it's no secret athletes get anxiety before a competition, but are there workouts that give you anxiety? Yeah. So I think, um, yes, to answer your question, <clears throat> workouts that I like <clears throat> are workouts that you can fall behind, but still catch up. And mm-hmm. in that t- sense of the word, there are longer duration workouts, 10, 15, 20 minute AMRAPs. Like at the games this year was Marion. Like I was mm-hmm. completely fine and okay being last in the heat because I knew that these guys are going to slow down near the end. That's a 20 minute AMRAP. So 
workouts that give me anxiety are workouts where if you make a, a mistake, you are screwed because of it, because of the time cap and the time duration of the workout. So we're talking like, uh, if we caveat it right back to the games, we can talk about like um, sled push, 18 bar muscle ups and sled push. Like if you made a fatal error there, which we did, I did, I think I flipped my sled over or pushed up too high, then you screw yourself in the long run because it adds 10 seconds and 10 seconds is a lot, a lot of time ratio wise mm-hmm. compared to send the whole workout time. Yeah. So yeah, anxiety before workouts, you will occur. And I think that occurs for me over short time domains or, or workouts that have something where I know I'm not going to be really great at it. So cool. I mean, we have people who walk in every day anxious about workouts. So that's kind of, I mean, everyone has some kind of kryptonite that gets them amped up. Um, so this one is, uh, fun. You've been, we've been open five years, Mm -hmm. five years in May, which is cray cray for C3. Am I the only member who's been here the whole time? No, you're not. We do have some OGs uh, (laughs) from the beginning. And actually we, we, during the Christmas party had a, a, a verbal judo match about who was the OG. Who is it? Uh, so it's actually Ben Garaki by a day over Carrie and Kurt Bowers. Oh, uh, you see, but I was ten, even though I wasn't a member. I was there before, before that. Before that, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I guess you're the OG. I've been around forever. So, be the- so as long as Vince. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but so you've been with us for five years. So obviously, there's something about C3 or the community that you enjoy. So I would love to just hear your thoughts about it. Yeah. So technically, I want to clarify my word. You're me first of all i would clarify that even though i've been here around the longest not in this sense of an uh, a membership or a person you know working on classes but i would say i have been in c3 the most oh that's right yes <laughs> day in and day. In this building. is my home physically in the building whether it's up top or down here um so what i love about the community most i think so for those of you that don't actually know uh c3 like um <clears throat> from the beginning so at the time, my wife and I were actually living in Kearney, and we loved this area. And at that time, I knew Vince. I'd worked out with Vince and done some of the open workouts with Vince for like two years in a row now. I always showed up and worked out with him. It was, it was, we kind of like become fast friends, um, just kind of working out together. So just for quick clarification, for listeners who aren't C3 members, Vince is my business partner. Uh, Vince and Jill are the co-owners of C3, yeah. and Vince is the founder. He yeah. founded C3. Back yeah, in the day. so... We were friends and I was, he had already lived out here in this area, the Baser area. And actually he actually lived in the River Market area, but he was, he had just moved out here to the Baser area. And I was looking for houses and property and land in this area because I really liked this area. And, and we were talking about it and I said, you know, the one sucky thing about this area is there's really no CrossFit gym that's close by. I said, you know, I'm going to have to drive into Lenexa, Shawnee, Overland Park. It's going to be a hall for sure. Mm -hmm. Or Lawrence. And he decided, <clears throat> along with other reasons, <clears throat> but one of the main reasons he had started C3 was because, hey, I'm going to open this up. There's no, you I know, mean, we already talked about the fact that there was no gyms around. So already there's already an advantage to opening one up. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not competing with anybody really close by. But one of the main reasons he opened it up, one small reason was because there was no gym around here and that, that he wanted me to have a place to work out. So that was mm-hmm. kind of the, a cool way. So, you know, the gym... It wasn't the main reason he opened it, but it was one of the, the reasons behind it. Yeah. So I've always felt very connected to it because it was like, okay, well, this this gym, one of the reasons it was open was because of me. So, I mean, I'm never going to leave anyways, but yeah. you know, that was the fact of like why well, I felt very close and invested in C3 and the community behind it. Yeah, definitely. And there's no question that you and Vince have been 
extremely good friends. Yeah. I came on. We had a couple months of awkwardness working in the same office, not really getting to know each other. Oh, and now we're, yeah. and yeah. now we're great. So, <laughs> and Jacob does spend, he actually might spend more time even than I do in the gym. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's, long time. It's a toss yeah. up. Um, cool. And to, to caveat that a little bit, Vince also, like, he'll tell you openly, like, he felt like when we opened C3, there was nothing for guys for working out, like yeah, specifically for guys. We got a snap fitness, um, we got a snap fitness yep. and all that stuff. Yeah, sure. Yep. So he really wanted to bring that community side. And then when it kind of started up, it just, it just blew up and uh, we really realized how important community was. Um, and we have you and Kelly and Kelly comes to classes and it's great. <laughs> you even jumped into some well, classes. Uh, what's the, what's the award Kelly won last year for like best dress that I remember yelling yeah, out? Like she doesn't yeah, even go here. <laughs> she goes to like one class a week. Actually, she's been better off now. It's on, it's on her calendar. She comes to usually every zero nine class every as many times she can on Monday, Tuesdays and Fridays. Yes, Thursday, yeah. Wednesdays and Thursdays she's in town. So yeah, yeah. she comes every nine a.m. And yeah. she she killed a uh, rope climb workout yeah. the other day. She did that, great. That's the one thing I think I taught her from the beginning. It, so people always ask me, well, what's the most important movement in CrossFit? Which is not on your list. So I'm gonna add it to your list. <laughs> what's the most important movement in CrossFit? Double unders are stupid. Muscle-ups are stupid. A lot of these movements are stupid. And a lot of them have carry over to your normal life. So yes, obviously a deadlift is very important. But like what movement is something out there that I think is most important it, to me is rope climb. That's one thing I taught her from the get-go because I think having the ability to climb something could possibly save your life at some point. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that is important. Like are muscle-ups important? Not really. Are double O's important? Not unless you want to do a bar <laughs> trick on a Friday night. But like to me, climbing ropes I think was really important because it's upper body strength, it's yeah. coordination. And so I taught her that really early on so she's always been able to climb a rope. Yeah, I, I'm not shocked that she's a good rope climber because she's. I feel like she's naturally gymnasty. Yeah. Like she's pretty good at the gymnastic movements, but uh, that's a really great caveat, Jacob. So, uh, what's on the horizon for the Hefners? What's going on with Kelly? We know she's got fashion, yeah, thing kind of popping. So, so, the Hefner household has a lot of things going on. Uh, we have to actually uh, set aside time to spend time together because if we don't, we're so driven in certain areas that we won't, we'll, we'll literally be in separate rooms of the house the whole night and never talk to each other. So, uh, Kelly, obviously, <clears throat> for those of you that don't know, uh, owns and operates. Uh, Three magazines, uh, three magazine franchises in Kansas City in very affluent neighborhoods. Uh, she essentially owns them. She runs them, coordinates them, fills them with ad space and content from the neighborhoods. And so she is a very busy uh, go-getter. And um, I uh, had a job working for a wood development company up until this past June where I recently decided to quit my job, focus on CrossFit, focus on a company I had created for my own program that I sell online, which is Midwest Made, and then focus on YouTube, which I had a passion for because the ability was allowed me to have a creative outlet to show people in my life and show people the rawness of my life and that you might think a CrossFit Games athlete is, you know, a demigod, but at the same time, I put my pants on the same way as everyone else's and I go through struggles the same as everyone else's does too. And so um, that was kind of the focus uh, starting in June that we decided to, decided to quit my job and focus on that. Since then, Kelly started a YouTube channel where she talks about fashion. She's, she actually has a degree in fashion buying. Mm -hmm. She studied in London for a year. And so um, if you're wondering to yourself, who dresses Jacob when he goes to church? It's obviously not me. My clothes are laid out in the bed. <laughs> um, and then uh, we've got a couple of things that are coming down the horizon. So. Um, one thing is I work with a sponsor, Pure Spectrum, which is a CBD company. And uh, we had an epiphany uh, about a couple months ago that there doesn't exist the ability in 
any sport that I know of that has done this so far, where an athlete that is working with a company in a relationship, where the athlete creates some sort of raw product and then gives it or sells it to the company they're sponsored by, and the sponsor, the sponsor company, the company uses the raw product from the athlete to create a product that the athlete is sponsored by or uses. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't see, you know, Michael Jordan or Tiger Woods creating shoes, you know, shoe products or rubber, giving it to Nike to create shoes. Mm-hmm. And, but one area that could exist in, we decided was pure spectrum CBD and the idea of growing hemp. And so it just became legal to grow hemp in Kansas in the past year. And so this coming year in 2020, we're actually, um, we've started a YouTube channel to follow along on this journey, but we decided to uh, grow hemp with the purpose of growing hemp, uh, harvesting it, and then processing it with the goal and intention of creating CBD products from it and selling that CBD back to Pure Spectrum with the goal of creating products that anybody can buy. And the products will be unique from our from our vi- from our vineyard. Wow. From our <laughs> land. The vineyard sucks. Yes. <laughs> from our from our land. So it would be like a guarantee that this product we create, we brand, we put our own label on it under mm-hmm. Pure Spectrum. Yep. That is, hey, 100% of this product came from the Hepmers, Hepmers, I almost said vineyard again, the Hepmers farm. And so we're calling it Hepmers Happy Hemp. I think we actually yeah. discussed the name of that. H3. Get, yeah, H3. <laughs> here, here in, uh, in my life, I surround myself with people who actually really like alliterations. I love alliteration. And alliteration, for those of you listening, is using the same first letter for things. Cobra Command crossed it. I mean, I think Vince, I think I came up with the C3 because I got, I think they, we're going to back up a little bit here. <laughs> Day one, Vince was like, Cobra Command CrossFit. First of all, I'm not a big G.I. Joe fan, so I didn't know where it came from. I had to research it because I felt bad. And then I made fun of him for it because I was like, dude, that's such a mouthful. No one's going to want to say Cobra Command CrossFit. It's so long. (laughs) And he was like, well, that's what we're going with. They let us, you know, like CrossFit HQ, let us have this. And I was like, I'm just going to call it C3. And that's kind of where the name came from. And it started, It it makes sense. It's so easy. So, yeah, (laughs) we're doing H3, uh, Hetmer's Happy Him. So that's kind of one thing we're doing this year um, that we're going to focus on planting seasons in May. And then uh, harvesting season is um, September, October. And if it goes well, uh, we're going to kind of continue along with it, maybe looking to buy more land and investing more into it. That's so, super awesome. So, yeah. like, somebody can buy something knowing you're sponsored from it, but it came from you, you and the athlete had a hand in Yeah, the whole basically thing. Basically the whole yeah. thing. There's going to be some help given to us, but definitely we're going to have a lot of help from farmers um, that already work with your spectrum concerning him because it's such a new product yeah, yeah. in the sense. But those gonna essentially it's gonna come directly from us from our land. So yeah, it's guaranteed that Winston's gonna have pissed on that plant that you're gonna <laughs> take CBD <laughs> that you're gonna from. Drop <laughs> under your tongue. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the new stuff we got going in our life. Um, yeah, pretty much. So tell us about Winston. What's Winston got going? On? Oh well, uh, Vince calls him a hairy lumpy rat. Um, <laughs> and so our hairy lumpy rat. Um, he actually we actually got an email a couple days ago. We're gonna probably be working with Pedigree. Pedigree wants to sponsor Winston. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So, so I, the joke is he finally made, made, he's finally worth his dollar bills. He's an expensive dog. Dogs are expensive. But the joke in the house now is like, okay, now you paid for yourself he's your rent for the way. month. Yeah, he's paying his way in the world now, so we'll let you slide. I love it. All right. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes open for Winston with pedigree. That's awesome. All right, Jacob. We're going to finish with a lightning round. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lightning round, I have a handful of questions. I'm going to jump around a little bit and you okay. have to just answer what comes to your mind. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hey, get it. Here we go. What Star Wars character would you be? Uh, Thrawn. How are you talked about in the podcast given by CrossFit HQ? Boom. Uh, favorite movie? Notebook. Whoa. I didn't great, expect that. It's a, great, it's a great movie. It's a great, I love a good love story. 
I, I actually, I, I do see that. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, Clint, back, Clint Black or Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks. Favorite ice cream? Uh, I had the first time a while ago because Jake Flown kept telling me to try it. Was half baked oh, by Ben and yeah. Jerry's. I've never tried it before. It's, it's frozen yogurt though. Is yeah. That one? I didn't know that. It was really good. So, and then Kelly finished it one night when I was gone. I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. Yeah, half baked. So yeah. Um, if you could prove Sasquatch or aliens are real, which one would you uh, prove? Uh, aliens. Okay. Because Sasquatch is singular. Aliens are plural. True story. Uh, how many hours of sleep is perfect for you? Uh, I usually, so Kelly and I are night birds, so usually we go to bed, this is stupid, usually we go to bed by 10, 11, um, and usually she's up before me, I know, <laughs> me. usually I'm up by 7, 8, or 9. 7, 8, or 9, yeah. that's a big window. It's a three hour window. <laughs> or two hour. Um, pineapple on your pizza? No, absolutely not. Absolutely not, all right. Um, first celebrity crush? First celebrity crush, Jimmy Christmas. <laughs> oh, of course, Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi, of a, a golden bikini. I mean, it was the only movie you might probably could watch where like a woman was in lingerie on TV and your mom didn't care. That's true, right? <laughs> yeah. Because there were other weird things there, around Yeah, because there were other weird things, <laughs> aliens occurring in the same screen. Uh, so true. If you could travel back in time, when and where would you go? Oh, man. Uh, I would travel back in time... Probably to like 2000 and start a YouTube channel the same th- when it first like started. When it started. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or even better, let's just go back and just invent YouTube. True story. So there we go. Actually, that's more. My, or just invent the internet, like Al Gore. <laughs> <laughs> or both of those things. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, did you have a nickname growing up? Uh, Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake. All right. Well, that might come back. <laughs> um, all right. I think that. That's all I got. Thank you so much, Jacob. This was so fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Uh, you can find Jacob on Instagram at jhepner66, or you can find him on YouTube. Just check out Jacob Hepner. Or just Google YouTube or Jacob Hepner. Just Google Hepner and it'll pop up. Um, pop up. Yeah. Uh, this has been Cobra Collective. We will see you all either at C3 or on our next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you soon.